ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. About to share this episode thanks to these fine companies I depend on in the field. Game Changer Calls. The GC was designed with all hunting callers in mind. Though elk is the intended target, the unique size is a game-changing tool for turkey and coyote callers as well. It is not designed to replace your tube or open reads, but rather to complement the caller's repertoire in the field. Vortex Optics. Proudly made in the USA, Hoffman Boots. If you're heading to the backcountry and you need some meals that won't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action, head over to SasquatchFuel.com. Titanium Archery Products. Dedicated archers deserve truly unique products that provide all the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what TAP delivers. For more brands we run and trust, jump on westerncontours.com partners page. Look for the code Western Contours and save a few dollars off your order. with mr daniel roberts daniel what's up man good to see you how's it going man well i i can see you not everybody else can (laughs) (laughs) so yeah man we've been uh talking about doing this for shoot a little while i think since uh we talked on angels hunt huh um yeah and then we met yeah and then we met briefly in utah at the show this year so why don't you uh drop us in man and give everybody you know the background and the hunting and outdoor life and then we'll just uh see where it takes us bud well my name is daniel roberts and recently was able to experience a dream elk hunt with the hush boys that they uh, invited me out on and uh i've been hunting for a few years now just with my family and friends here at home and it's just kind of starting to take off recently and just gonna see where it goes where's home buddy i live in tacoma washington pnw one of my favorite places in the world man Uh, yes sir so you brought up the hush thing right and uh so i've watched it i saw it and watched it a couple times right and that is that's an amazing experience but dude you were when when they surprised you at work 
I expected, you know, first time watching that, I expected you to kind of freak out and you're just staring up like cool as a cucumber. And I'm like, damn, how did he remain composed like that? <laughs> I thought, for sure, you know, if I was ever in something like that, I'd freak out too. But I was just honestly lost for words. It's like, <laughs> just kind of confused on what they were doing at my store. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny to watch that man. And you're just like, you know, he's telling, yeah, we're going to Nevada and, you know, go hunt a big bull elk. And you're just like, yeah, cool. Got new gear, got new rifle. Cool, man. Thanks. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of hard to take all that in right there in that second. <laughs> yeah, especially especially you know in the act you're working, and then boom, everybody's involved. I mean, what a cool experience, right? I mean, those guys, oh, those guys really? reaching out, you know, however they coordinate it with uh, with your brother-in-law and the managers at the Bass Pro there where you work in uh, in Tacoma, man. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was definitely a cool experience. That's for sure. Just one of those once in a lifetime deals, honestly. What's uh? I mean, so I know what the. Why don't you give everybody the background, like how that came about? If if folks haven't heard or seen that, um, give a little bit of the background, what led up to that, and then just talk about that experience, and you know, just take right. us into the Utah show and that premiere and everything. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, it all started. I've been a fan of the Hush guys since that channel started back when it was just Casey when he first started it in uh, 2011 and then 2018 went down to the expo in Portland and got to see those guys face to face for the first time and they they took it upon themselves and was like we're going to do what we can to get you out on a hunt one of these days and so I thought that was pretty cool. You know, it's just one thing led to another. And it was that very next weekend when they were in Utah at the Salt Lake show, they met a, a guy named by the, by the name of Clancy. And he came and introduced himself. He's the son of one of the managers of the ranch I hunted. And so it was like that very next weekend. It That's just crazy. fell right place that's nuts dude that especially with that kind of timing Yeesh. yeah it was just like literally a week's difference and then 2019 i was hunting dang and you, and how long have you been hunting been hunting your whole life or is this something you just started doing? no i've been probably six seven years now just I, I wouldn't exactly call it hunting it's more like just going out and if I get something, I get something. If not, cool. <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> Five, six years, thirty years, twenty years, man. That's all it amounts to, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I've just been getting out a little bit here and there, and just you know, recently starting to go hard at it and take it a little bit more serious. What? Uh, I mean, that has to. So, what have you hunted before that? Have you, you know, had you killed an elk or before the? trip with uh, uh hush here in washington i've mainly just hunted deer which i've harvested uh two uh white-tailed doe during a disabled season here and other than that i haven't really harvested anything until i was able to get my bull with hush <laughs> jerk <laughs> <laughs> that uh that's for sure oh dude that is a. Uh, when you posted the picture, I think it was yesterday, the day before of that bull hitting the house. Mm. And I was just like, Oh my God, look at that mount, dude. That, that's a, you want to talk about a, a first class first animal. Holy mess, man. Yeah. That shoulder mount turned out amazing. Can't wait to get it home. It's coming home this weekend. I'm just going to stare. I, I'm, I'm dude. I have, I was talking to a buddy today and you'll look at those mounts in 10, 12, 13 years. And, and you're still picking out stuff like, Oh, look at that line on that horn. Or, you know, look at that right. little knob there, dude. I was, I was telling my buddy today, I was like, yeah, I was looking at my, I got a couple white tail in there and I'm like, I'm looking at that white tail and noticing stuff that I didn't notice. And it's been on the wall for 13 years. It's just right. uh, something else, man. What a memory too. And to think, you know, yeah, how just, it went down and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be a cool factor to just stare at it and look at it and, have all those memories just come back to you right there. And Heck yeah. Remember all. 
what uh so i i interrupted you so rudely there i apologize man so you know keep us keep us on track um get back to that experience with hush and then take it all the way to that utah premiere because you had some other stuff go down with that too yeah i mean we went out i was able to go out with the hush out to the wine cup gamble ranch and spent a week out there with them was able to hunt obviously and get a bull then after I was able to harvest the bull, then I also got to do uh, fly fishing for my first time while I was out there, out there on a lake on the property, which that, that in itself was a pretty cool, you know, another first for me. So it's another form of the outdoors. Yeah, there's a there's a huge I, and and I say say it like this because I really don't know. I'm not a fly fisherman, but there seems to be a a very big influx of people that are they're getting out fly fishing now um and kind of taking that after it's it's something else it's definitely something i want to you know learn further and get deeper into for sure because i had a lot of fun with that that uh and washington's pretty good on the uh on the fishing tip there man yeah got a lot of yeah got the the bay right by us and the ocean so a lot of opportunity for sure yeah so well some of that was yanked right because your uh your folks up there have been a little crazy with this stuff yeah, going we, on <laughs> we finally recently got our hunting and fishing rights back oh, here in Washington. it's crazy uh, right i mean of all things of all things to yank the quintessential epiphany right? of <laughs> social distancing and we're gonna stop that we're gonna we're gonna tell you you can't go out <laughs> on the body of water with the people that you live in the same house with on a boat and enjoy the day because of our fear of COVID-19 I mean just insanity dude that, that was the one thing I just did not understand that factor because like like you said you know that that is social distancing <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like 101. I was laughing because I was flipping through pictures the other day and uh, I was archery hunting. You know, I got my full mask on and whatnot. And I'm like, man, I've been doing this mess forever. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like, this is just crazy time, dude. So, so they open back up. They're ready. You guys are ready to roll, huh? For fall looks like. Yeah, we're fishing and hunting. and So I've been out fishing a couple of times with my brother-in-law, but haven't had any luck yet but just nice to be back out for sure heck yeah man that's it goes along with getting out there and getting lucky heck yeah so utah man um that was a pretty big deal with that with the whole hush thing and uh and that film um the premiere yeah. and uh premiere I was hearing about Daniel Roberts before I even could put a face to the name, you know, because of the Dosa guys um, and and Brock there, you know, and uh, that was we met those guys was down there in Utah. Yeah, that was pretty spectacular, dude. Um, Was that? uh, Yeah, those those dudes are they're just yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll get all choked up but sid brock and keith and weston tate i mean just i it, it it makes you feel so small when you look at men like that right i mean those dudes are are bigger than life in my opinion man yeah they're a, honestly a top-notch group of guys it's like what they're doing with dusa and reaching out to the community it's just it's incredible yeah it's just and then to see the impact in such a such a short amount of time when weston kicked you know dosa off in uh in texas there i think it's just i think they're still under the two-year mark yeah yeah it's just under two years because i think i recorded with weston in I want to say that was like February or March of of last year, and he had just got rolling. And oh, wow. okay. man, that impact, yeah, it's just been crazy. I mean, that was that was right around or right after Sid's hunt, that first that first dosi hunt with Sidney okay. down there in Texas. So, I mean, that just yeah. just a phenomenal effort by those guys, man. Yeah, they're doing some awesome stuff for sure. Um. So we brought that up, right? So let's let's talk about because um, you're wearing your do hat right now. So, yes, sir. folks that uh, are listening, um, 
why don't we fill them in on on you know the utah portion with dosa and getting outdoors and everything um and I, I, dude, I, and I've said it a million times. I think I, I ain't saying disabled anymore. <laughs> I'll leave that to you guys. So while we talk a little bit about that man and that impact and how powerful, you know, that's been, um, in your life to this point with, uh, with those guys. But then I got a message today from a gentleman, um, that he, he was very specific about some stuff he wanted me to hit you on. So we'll go there in a second. <laughs> okay. Yes, I mean, when I went to Utah for my premiere in the Hunt Expo, and then behind my back, I didn't realize it at the time until my premiere, that the Hush Boys and Deuce had linked up, you know, and able to give me my new track chair. So, and that's how I officially, you know, met those guys at first hand, was through that surprise during the, <laughs> during that which that was pretty awesome. And so it's just, we've been, me and Brock just kind of like clicked from there and Sydney and, you know, all those guys and just been talking here and there. Every once in a while, I'll talk to uh, Weston down in Texas on Instagram, messaging back and forth here and there. But yeah, it's just been crazy experience on how all these dots are connecting, connecting. with people. Yeah. What you ever talked to Weston about going down there with the uh, with the Slayer TJ and him? <laughs> yeah, I have. We have brought it up a couple of times about trying to plan something. It's just nothing in motion quite yet, but right. I'm sure something will come about. Yeah, that uh, you seen some of those deer TJ takes? Oh yeah, stupid That's dude. Nice <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just stupid, and he's so nonchalant about it, right? I mean, it's just like. <laughs> I mean, you're shooting you're shooting stuff guys will freak out about and he's just knocking oh, them down absolutely. dude <laughs> some giant down yeah it's just flipping crazy man um so how does that how has the track chair um added to your experience outdoors oh it's a complete game changer. that chair pretty much let me go anywhere I want to go for the most part. I mean, sure, it's going to have its limitations, but it's way further than I could have ever gotten in my everyday chair by mm -hmm. far. So that alone has been a huge key in just changing everything outside. <laughs> that has to be hard, man. When you look at them chairs, they got, you know, they got the LED lights on them and everything. <laughs> It'd be hard as hell not to just jump on that thing every day. <laughs> Right. Oh, I definitely use it even here at the house, just taking the dog out. Even it's like, I'm just going to go for a little rip. <laughs> just, just kind of Dude, they move too. I was surprised how fast yeah. those things roll. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when you, when they had given that to you after to see you, to see you in Utah, man, I can't really describe the feeling I got right. It's, it's, it's like this, this mix of emotions where you're just like, hell yeah. And then you're just like, oh, get it, boys. You know what I mean? It's just, dude, it was overwhelming to see the look on your face. Even in the, even after the fact, right after the presentation, air quotes, uh, and then to yeah. see the look on your face, like if you're, you know, when you were in the hush booth, um, man, that stuff just brings it full circle for me, man. I, dude, I'm a, I'm a do USA dude, like all the way, um, you know, it's it, all roller coaster oh, for dude. sure, all the emotion that uh my my disability is right here <laughs> it's the airspace between these headphones buddy <laughs> so it's uh yeah it's always it's always an awesome thing to watch that man um so you know watching watching your film and the title the title of the film is find a way right and yes sir it, it's relatable in so many senses but it is when you stop and you look at it and you think about what's going on it's it's way more than just find a way right i mean that is an everyday mantra or motto for you yeah used anyway in every everyday life so it's my daily struggle you know it's like i am disabled that's just the fact of the matter 
And so my life is about finding a way, no matter what the situation is. So high school sports, youth sports, baseball, right? None of it. It never stopped you. Um, and, no. and I think that I that is huge. Um, and let me see. I'm going to I'm going to pause our video recording here. Let me see. Okay. I'm going to stop here. I'm going to just stop that. And then that way I can get. So I told you that I had somebody reach out to me today and right. uh, which I thought was super cool. Right. And let me find it. So Jeff, Jeff reached out and he was just saying that, you know, it was, it's a It's an amazing thing to watch someone do everything, you know, air quote, normal, right. Basketball, uh, baseball track, et cetera. And there wasn't a day where you were just getting after it, finding a way and, making sure that you had a smile on your face. And that was one of the things like with the, with the hush film um, as they were leading up to that, and I hate to keep bringing that up, but it was pretty, it, it's a pretty nice. telltale, right? Um, oh, absolutely. Everybody says the same thing about Daniel, like super positive, like the dude is just going, um, there's no stop, right? There's no quit. And that seems to be a common uh, amongst you gentlemen that are, you know, referred to as disabled or handicapped, right? Um, yeah, there's, mean, there's no freaking excuses. I mean, you can't change the situation, so might as well live with it and figure it out. Right. Is it that simple? <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> because for everybody, but for me, you know, that's just how I've always been. It's, you know, just get out there and do it find a way I, I and i say it and i laugh because is it that simple right because you look at you know you look at <laughs> average you know or every day see dude it's so hard with the descriptives uh with with you know what we consider able bodies right that is a challenge that is one of the hardest aspects for anybody to get through is to constantly be constantly be looking at the situation going, this is my situation and I'm dealing with it and I'm going to do my best in it. Most people don't, they're not wired that way. Yeah. A lot of people really aren't. So I mean, where, I mean, Oh damn. How do you, where does that come from? Right? Because so, so give us some background on spinal bifida and, and, that how that affects you and what you had to fight through and where that mindset came from. I mean, I mean, the biggest factor in it honestly comes from the people I'm surrounded by. It's like they just keep me going. My family, my friends, people I've met because of my hunt. I mean, so there's always just been that drive my whole life because of my support system. Because yeah, with, with Spun Bifida, there's, there's been challenges since day one so it's something that doesn't go away right so, so is that you know we're here to support you or is that a suck it up buttercup get after it or a little bit of both a little bit of both because i mean they you know try to keep me from playing that pity card which i absolutely can't stand people that do that <laughs> <laughs> Not to sound mean or anything, no, but I mean, truth, though, if man, you that... can't, can't change your situation, so just deal with it. Right. Make just the live. best of it. But, but, but is that, I think that is changing your situation, right? It's not accepting the situation. It's not giving into that path of least resistance. It's fighting through right. for a better situation, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So adapting in the field, how has that, I, I guess it's not adapting if it's the only way, you know, uh, what challenges do you face in the field outside of that, that mobility or accessibility, which has been lessened a bit by that track chair? I mean, just even going through like something as simple as gravel, my everyday use chair struggles in that it always wants to sink and grab into the gravel making 
it hard just to travel through that. And so just little things like that or mud or dirt or certain hills or obstacles I might find out there. It's just like with this track chair, that thing will go over anything. <laughs> yeah. So are you, are you primarily rifle? Have you taken that bow up yet or how's that all? I'm doing a uh, rifle. I want to do archery in the sense of crossbow. I can pull a traditional bow back, but with a, I have a shunt in my neck mm-hmm. that has tubing that runs down my neck. And because of that, I can't properly turn my head to side in a bow. Okay. So I'm thinking about doing a crossbow so that way I can hunt during archery season, but just by using that form. Right. What does now is it Washington? And I've talked to folks about it before, but Washington's kind of kind of weird how it's set up. And I'm not sure if it's, you know, if the and ex, forgive me, but that's what it's called. The disabled, this disabled yeah. or handicapped hunts, if they're the same, you know, if you're if you're applying for archery, you're hunting archery all year um, type deal. Is it the same? Yeah. As far as seasons go, you still have to you know, pick what you're doing, whether it be archery or rifle or muzzleloader or what have you. You still have to pick the same as everybody else. That's for sure. It has been a struggle, though, you know, just trying to get a doctor to sign off on my crossbow endorsement. Just like the one I've been currently dealing with. I just kind of get that vibe. And I was kind of like, well, why do you need this mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of deal? And it's like, but I mean, that. To me, that part shouldn't matter. My choice. <laughs> right. Also, there. So there, they may not be. Because yeah, like you have it. to <laughs> fill out this application and then take it to your doctor and have them sign off on it, so you can use a crossbow. Just because they're not legal to use in Washington across the board. Right. It, it, I think in archery. In our, well, you can use them in what rifle season, but you can't use them in archery season. Right, that's correct. Right. You can use them in, in rifle. And you have, I mean, I could, I could see it to a point, right? But you are, you're in a chair. I mean, it doesn't take, <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't take a genius to say, yeah. Hey, yeah, this guy should be able to use this. Right, and like I have a, a legit problem or not problem per se but reason to not use a traditional bow because i can't pull it back to ethically sight in an animal right that's weird red tape man red tape yep so with with everything you've experienced in the last you know call it year year and some change right have you has that impact ha- had it pull on you to have a greater impact to influence more air quote disabled guys or, you know, motivate those guys or people that are, you know, in that mindset that they can't to get out there and get after it. It's, it's definitely impacted me. I mean, just through social media alone, I'll get, random messages here and there you know, asking questions or advice or thing that I've inspired them to do this or that. And, and that doesn't even go for just the disabled community. I've had plenty of able-bodied people reach out to me with advice questions as well. So that's one of the things like when I talk to Brock or Sid um, or Tate and Tate and I talk, a lot. Um, I don't think, I mean, I know, I know that, that those guys and you probably realize that you have some type of impact, right. But I don't know that you grasp. And I tell them this all the time. I don't know that you guys grasp the impact you have on the demographic at large and the motivation and inspiration you guys provide is just next level, man. That is, has been a tough part to grasp is like really how large of an impact it is. Cause like, I know it's impacting people, but it's just hard to view that larger picture of 
just how large it is. Yeah, because you, you listen to, you know, especially with, you know, Sid, Mr. Triathlete, you know, out every day riding and running. And uh, he's like, yeah. oh, I'm just an average, Please, I'm just fun. an average dude, you know. Come on, dude. <laughs> um, so how is that, how is that been to swallow that pill, right? Because it's like, oh, hey, I'm just an average dude up here in Washington doing my thing. I mean, that's how to this day I still view myself as I'm, I'm just another guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's been different to experience all that for sure. You know, deal with uh, different people and talk to people and meeting different people. It's like it's all still a, a new feeling in a way. And, you know, one of the things that, that strikes me about it, and I've thought about it, right, and and you don't and and forgive me if it if it sounds a little bit off right i'm not sure if i'm if it sounds bad or not but you don't it's like hey bro don't feel sorry for me right i'm just i'm just daniel doing daniel um yeah you know what i mean and i think that's one of the things that people that and i shouldn't say everybody but everybody goes oh man oh oh and it's like shit i don't feel sorry for this dude this guy is like mentally you guys are leaps and bounds above 97 percent of the population as far as i'm concerned and that's that's how i would prefer to be viewed as i don't want a pity party or someone feeling sorry for me it's like i'm just like you I just happen to sit and you stand. Right. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is the same. Have you been in that chair where it stands you? I have not been in one of those yet. Oh, dude, you're going to let have to pee on your boots. <laughs> 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 that, is, oh, that-, that is by far one of my favorite freaking story. Every time I talk to Brock, I'm like, dude, tell me about the pee on the boots thing. It just makes me laugh and laugh and laugh. I think he's probably tired as shit at telling me about it, but oh man, you want to talk about the greatest thing. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? I'm peeing on my boots. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I've said, I've said it before and I'm sure you've heard it is, is we don't, we take it for granted. Hey, I'm going to go take a leak. You know what I mean? We take it for granted. Right. We don't realize how powerful that is. It is just like, it's a slap in the face when you hear it, man. And you're, especially when you're, you know, for the lack of a better word, confronted with it face to face. And the realization of, wow, is, is just something next level to me. Yeah. I mean, it, it honestly is just that it's, it's the little things like that. Yeah, it's uh, when you know when you you hear Brock tell the story about the fishing trip and the guys talking about you know they're standing in the track chair and and he tells them, hey, I'm I'm looking at everybody eye to eye today, you know, yeah. and it's just like, heck yeah, man, the power yeah, I- the power in that stuff and what you guys are doing, not just the message you're spreading, but the approach on life in general is just phenomenal, dude. Phenomenal. It's opened my eyes in the last year. Like, like I couldn't, I can't even express it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, you know, trying to live life best I can be viewed as, I guess it's not the right word, but viewed as normal per se as possible. You know, just to live that average, average life. Yeah. And and honestly, that's all it really is. Right. I mean, and what the hell is normal in, in 2020? <laughs> right. There, normal about 2020, that's for sure. <laughs> Nothing normal about this year. I saw, uh, who's that that posted it? Oh uh, man, I can't remember. I forget who posted it, but it was a beehive and it was like 2020's pinata. I was dying. I was like, that's that is as accurate as it gets, man. Oh, it was Michael Merrill. It was Michael Merrill posted that. And uh, okay. I was just like, oh man, that is just that's perfect. The freaking perfect, man. And then what it, so we've had what have we had this year, dude? I mean, it's been 
crazy. It was like normal up into the Utah show. And then after that, it just went to hell in a handbass. We had COVID. Yeah, right after that, it just went down. <laughs> what, what was it? Murder hornets or death hornets? Yeah, murder hornets, uh, corona. <laughs> something else. Something else had popped up real briefly and then kind of disappeared as fast as it came. And then today I was dying. I was driving, listening to the radio, and the guy starts talking. He's like, yeah, so now we have uh, – what did he say? Uh, rabbit Ebola is sweeping the oh, nation. <laughs> I was like, second wave of Corona plus rabbit Ebola. We were <laughs> nothing is safe, dude. Next, <laughs> nothing is safe. I'm like, you know, it's to the point where it's like, man, just just get me in the hunting season. I get some time on the mountain, and right. I can get away from all this BS. <laughs> Chase animals, you know, and it's just like. I'm scared to go in the woods, dude. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm like a uh, elk guitar, you know, half man, half elk or some shit. It's like, what the, what is going on, dude? <clears throat> so what, you know, what to expect next is just unfreaking believable. It is, man. It's crazy. And then you guys had, what did you, what did you have up there? The, uh, Chaz, they would had a couple names. It was like Chaz, and then I think it was Chop or something like that. Yeah, the Chop group that oh. took over a couple blocks of downtown Seattle. Good. That the city of Seattle just let them take over. What in <laughs> it's like, ridiculous! It's crazy. It's freaking crazy. And honestly, you know what? It made me feel, it made me feel good being in California, right? Because I take crap <laughs> all the time. Oh, you're hunting California, blah, blah, blah. You hear all that stuff. And then here you go, oh, Seattle. Yeah. Seattle outdoing yeah. everybody. <laughs> oh, dude, it's been nuts up here. People acting as cool. Oh, man. Portland ain't far behind, though. Uh, <laughs> They are not far behind. And I, I, if I had to bank on it, well, I, I guarantee if 98% of the nation had to bank on it, they thought California was going to be the ones going right. crazy. And uh, I mean, it's been weird here, but it hasn't, it hasn't got Chaz. <laughs> Has it been Seattle weird? <laughs> nope. Not at all, man. Not at all. I mean, the riots, you know, they started all that rioting and looting and crap. Um, but it yeah. was it was odd because it was in pretty specific areas. And the way that it mm. rotated from one area to the next, um, it was very selective, which was a little bit easing to the mind. Right. It's like, OK, this is right. kind of how it's going. Um but as fast as it came in, it seemed like it left. Right. And and only thing that we were out was, you know, days of cleanup on the streets from the shoe boxes and, uh, you know, some boarded up windows on the doors. It's just like, yeah. what a flipping crazy time. Yeah, it's been pretty extreme up here. That's for sure. Yeah. Good. Good on you. Good on you, Seattle. Take the attention <laughs> off of uh, my crazy liberal state here, man. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, the scary part, right, is, you know, when when it started hitting right, we're looking at, you know, elk applications and uh, yeah. it was like, all right, I'm going to go to Oregon this year. Washington shuts down and then I'm like oh man you know I better get on this talk to you know my buddies up there and uh I was like yeah you know get that OTC and then boom Oregon shuts down Idaho and then it was just like whoa what's going on you know and it was like there's just panic ensued man I'm like there's no way I'm being kept out of the elk woods this year that was yeah, scary I mean, this, dude. Whole, this whole upper corner was you know shutting down Washington, Oregon, Idaho. Yeah. So it's been nuts up here. I mean, that's just, you know, it's like, of, and I said it before, but all of all things to affect, you would think that that, it's not like a movie theater, right? It's not like there's 70, you know, 70 people huddled up three, you know, three feet yeah, apart, exactly. breathing on each other. I, it's just the weirdest, it was the weirdest take on it. The, yeah, the outdoors is the epitome of social distancing. I was like, <laughs> how are you going to take that away from us? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it, and even in, you know, you look at Washington, you look at Oregon, you look at Idaho. These are places that thrive on the outdoors. I mean, if, even if you're not hunting, hiking or fishing or whatever it is, I mean, 
so much to them. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, what? It just didn't make sense outside of some kind of political motivation to keep people away from it. You know, let's affect whatever we can affect and see how it goes type deal. Strange. Right. Oh, crazy. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely insane. So what, uh, what are you planning this year, man? What's on the docket for 2020 as far as hunts and. Uh, this year I'm going to actually probably attempt to do the most I've done hunting wise, at least here locally. I'm going to plan to do bear, deer, elk, and try and get out for some bird hunting. I am getting ready to submit my application for our Washington uh, Disabled Gatekey program, which allows us, there's uh, units that will have certain gates that will be locked to where walk-in hunters can go into but you just can't drive through it Mm -hmm. but with the disabled program if you're chosen for the unit you want they'll give you a key and then you and a partner can drive into this unit and get that much further back in there compared to other people plus the track there (laughs) plus the track there that's kind of cheating on a pack out dude (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, doing that program it'll just be another avenue to help better the chances just a little bit more mm-hmm. heck yeah so you got that plus the chair i mean that that's an increase man that uh that should be a good oh, season far. heck yeah because yeah before it was just a matter of driving you know old logging roads and glassing units because my everyday chair wasn't going through any of the brush or anything like that there was just no way mm-hmm. and so it'd be nice to get out there and still use the logging roads but i'll still have my i'll have my track chair so i'll be able to go into the bushes and all these offside trails and get some more area heck yeah and you set up with the rifle rack and all that on it yeah it's got the uh pivoting rifle rack on it <laughs> So you can you can shoot off of that one too, huh? Because I I know what like with Angel she could shoot off of hers, and then I saw a yep. couple that I thought they were just it looked like they were just basically rest right or not rest but just holders. Yeah, I have uh, both the rifle holder for like walking into the field, and then I have the the swing around rifle rack that I can shoot off of. And you've been practicing with that firearm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been hitting the range every day and uh I'll be using uh the rifle that the hush boys got me for my elk hunt. So what uh what's that chambered in? It's uh three hundred Weatherby Mag. Oh nice. Oof. Nice little boom there, huh? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> At three hundred something else. Yeah, it's it's nice though. They, that one has a uh muzzle brake on it so it definitely cuts down on the recoil quite a bit compared to a regular 300 mm-hmm. so that's definitely nice how often you out shooting not enough i was, I was gonna <laughs> i'm judging you right now <laughs> that's what i was gonna say i've been going to the range every day shooting the bow and it never fails dude and, and it's it's almost cliche but there's a reason cliches are there and uh yeah dude the the guys that come out two weeks before and you haven't seen them since two weeks before last season and they're right. they're in that i just shooting the first time in a year thing and it's just like geez man it it drives me right and i'm not trying to be judgmental but it drives me crazy we owe it to the animal to be better than proficient with our weapons yeah you gotta be prepared you know for anything and ready to make that ethical shot on any animal yeah, and, and uh, yeah, it drives me nuts. Drives me crazy, but that's yeah, besides the point. What? Uh, so, man, Washington, dude. Uh, Tony Wintrip. You a Tony Wintrip fan? I'm actually not sure who that is, to be honest. Oh man, you never uh, Tony Wintrip, the elk singer. You haven't heard Tony? 
He's a Washington boy. Let me see if okay. I can, let me see if I can do this, dude. Let me see. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you turned on to Tony. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude sings about hunting and fishing, man. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Tony's uh, Tony's a buddy up in Washington. That guy is a killer too. Sausage right fingers on. here. I can't even pull it up. <laughs> Let's see, let's go, uh, let's go here. I don't even know. Can you hear that? No. No, let me see. wonder why I want to go through. Go library. Let's see how I could play this. Let me see, where's my wife? Hey, babe. Babe. Uh, I thought she was sitting outside. Dang it. I wish I had a way to play it, man. I'll have to look into them. Yeah, I'll I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you when uh when we get off here, man. Okay. If that don't get you fired up, <laughs> if Tony don't get you fired up for season, man, nothing nothing will. I always love some good music, so I'll definitely check them out for sure. Yeah. Any any guy that sings about elk, <laughs> there you go, <laughs> is a is a freaking musical. He's like the Beethoven of the woods, buddy. <laughs> That's awesome. So what else, man? What what else is on the docket for 2020? Um, we got that, you know, hunting like crazy. Are you going out of state, or everything's at home this year? No big plans to leave the it's state. Be here at home. In Washington area, I didn't put in for any out-of-state tags or anything at all, which I actually never have done that. I want to start doing that though this upcoming year. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun, man, to get out and go adventure those other states and. Right. It is the hardest part, you know, like this year for us is just with all this COVID crap. Um, I haven't been able to go out of state and scout. So we're kind of flying blind this year, which is a little bit scary. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you drop money on a non-res tag um, and then to not lay eyes on on the country is uh there's a little apprehension on my part this year, man. It's just yeah. really weird. Those non-res tags, they're, they're spendy. <laughs> Dude, and they keep increasing. I mean, Colorado seen an increase, Idaho, everybody's just cracking mm-hmm. it. But uh, keep, you know, they'll keep charging and I'll keep spending. <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially to chase elk. I mean, you can't, you know, California, it's a once in a lifetime deal. Um, right, unless okay. you get really lucky here, but yeah, it's uh, you got to have you got to have some points here, man, to get after it. Mm. Um, so anything, uh, any messages, man, you want to get out there? Anything you got for the folks? Um, motivation, life lessons, inspiration. I mean, I just want to honestly just say thank you to everyone that has tuned into my story since the beginning of my whole elk hunt has been following along because your guys' support has been absolutely incredible. And so I just want to say thank you for all of that. You know, just no matter what your life gives you, your circumstance, that might be some tough times, but there's always a way to get through it you just gotta find a way there you go damn that was that was the perfect <laughs> the perfect segue into find a way good deal man well uh i appreciate it man i'm glad we finally got to sit down and do this um you know i'm supporting you i look forward to uh seeing how your season pans out man and we'll have to are you going to are you planning to go to utah next year i'm gonna try to okay We'll have to. Uh, I just saw that both the expos are the same weekend this coming year. Yeah, man, that's kind of a bummer the way they did that. I think I they know. do that every other year like that. Hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I definitely, if I had to choose, I definitely want to try and go to the Utah one for sure. Yeah, I haven't been to Portland, but man, I enjoy, I enjoy the heck out of that Utah show. That uh, oh, I had a blast. This last one was my first one there, and just to compare it to Portland is like way different. 
so it, much bigger. Yeah. So many more people. It's amazing. You know, we've, we, at least for, for me, I, I feel like as hunters, we're so, we're an isolated demographic, right? And, and especially here in California, um, we're very isolated. So to get under, you know, one roof and to be in that building with people that have like minds, man, and are after the same thing is just something exceptional. Yeah, it was definitely cool, you know, to tell stories and meet new people and put faces to names that I've already been talking to and just it was really cool. Yeah. And you got you were back there in the mix too cuz you were at that hush booth man with the at the mountain ops right there and Yeah, I spent a majority of the time right there at the mountain ops and in the hush booth and got to wheel around a little bit and see the show but spent most of it there with the hush boys. Yeah, sipping, sipping on the free samples all day. <laughs> Wired. And Jack and yeah. Oh, man. I was in the in the initial ascent booth recording and we were right next to Phelps. And then nice. uh, so it was, it was us, then Phelps and then the Mountain Ops booth. So it was right. it was Dirk and Jason and all those guys bugling all day. And then I'd get thirsty and I'd run <laughs> over and I grab like three or four samples of that ignite <laughs> stuff man i was so jacked up <laughs> well it will definitely keep you going oh man it was all day all day for four days doing that it was just like oh this cannot <laughs> be good <laughs> but hey you, you gotta love a free sample thank you jordan <laughs> exactly right thanks <laughs> well shoot man i'll let you get back to it brother keep me posted um on how the season goes and uh yeah man thank you i appreciate it and it was uh it was great meeting you um it's been you know great following along so keep after it man yeah i'll definitely you know stay in contact and i just want to say thank you to you to you for having me on your show i um, greatly appreciate it heck yeah brother i appreciate you taking the time yeah absolutely anytime Tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down. We spend a lot of time preparing for our hunts, and how we fuel our efforts is key. Head over to ValleyToPeakNutrition.com, helping you perform optimally in the backcountry. The purpose of Valley to Peak is to provide sound nutritional information supported by science to help you prepare and perform optimally in the backcountry. There's no secret. This is done through education, coaching, and programming based on personal goals and preferences. Head over to ValleyToPeakNutrition.com or catch them on Instagram at V2P Nutrition.